Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm KW Taylor. This week, we're talking about how the transition to fall influences our mindset as both creative producers and consumers. Yes. It's kind of, we've had a little bit of a struggle thinking about things that we are consuming or creating that are new. And it's kind of hard to figure out why that's happening right now. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of, for me, a lot of the creative projects that I'm doing, nothing's really new. It's things that I've been working on for a long time. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily feel fresh and exciting. I was like, I don't want to talk about those because <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on them for so long. Yeah. And and similarly, and I've had a little bit of writer's block, which I pretend I don't believe exists, but I guess it does. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've also been consuming things that we already were consuming. Like I've been watching the Americans a lot, like a lot, like a ridiculous amount <laughs> and reading a book series that I've been reading for like a year. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing some similar things, yes? Yes. Yeah, I started rewatching Gentleman Jack because I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to get with this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been rewatching Dark Matter and some favorites. And every fall <laughs> when it rolls around, I have this urge to read Pride and Prejudice again. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, maybe let's before we talk in about like what is going on with our specific like roles as creatives and as consumers, maybe let's unpack some of the reasons this is happening right now. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think one of them, I mean, in general, as a creative person, one of my theories, and I think this is a fairly widespread theory, is that you do need periods of downtime. You need, you can't always be creating because if you are always producing, there's nothing that's like filling your bucket mm -hmm. that you can pull from. Yeah. So you need to do things like rest and consume other things. And even things like talking to people about stories, all of those fill your bucket again. So you can produce and I think it's becomes a very cyclical thing mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of where I am right now and it's it's sort of hard to let yourself do that sometimes because there's a lot of writing advice out there that's like write every day <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no thank you <laughs> <laughs> as independent authors there is sort of this push to produce and release things every 90 days and things like that and it's just like endless and you can't I feel like it's unsustainable yeah I I look at some of my favorite indie authors who do produce a lot and they're constantly tweeting about their process they're constantly working and writing and that's awesome and that works mm -hmm. great for them and we have some author colleagues who are like that and yes. I I used to be a little bit more like that and I don't know if I just haven't been doing what you're saying of like filling up my bucket enough or diversifying what I'm doing. And we've both had some job changes 
during COVID. And I think that has an effect of like, you're so focused on creating like equilibrium and settling into a new job situation that it's, it's hard to then think about, well, what do I want to do with that limited downtime that I have? And how can I maximize it? How can I, and it often be, becomes a case of I'm too exhausted to create. Yes. Or even to seek out consuming something new. So it's easy to continue with something you've been consuming or consume at the expense of creation, et cetera. So, yeah. 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 I agree. And we both work in an academic setting mm-hmm. in different capacities, but. The, f- the semester started recently, and that's always yeah. a busy time. And then you have a little bit of a break until midterms, and that gets busy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a little bit of a break until finals, and that gets really busy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we are also focused on job things as well. And we can't ignore the pandemic. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I feel like we've been in it long enough that people are like, oh, well, it's just a thing that is happening and like we're getting on with our lives. But that's not really true. Like (laughs) creating in the middle of a pandemic is much different than creating when you're not in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I look back to when you and I were in grad school and we were both also working full time and we're churning out big chunks of writing and reviewing other people's writing and reading constantly. And I don't know how I did that. <laughs> like, I <laughs> literally don't know how I did that. But there was no pandemic and everything was like, mostly fine. And, you know, things were a little bit more stable in terms of the news of the world mm-hmm. back then in the mid teens. <laughs> and I feel like ever since then, it's been just kind of slinking into I mean we're turning our positive podcast into sadness (laughs) I think there are ways out of these things but also to be sort of okay with with those moments of well this I need to be in this moment right now and it's okay Mm -hmm. and taking comfort in I mean I think that's I still have never seen the Great British Bake Off but I think it's no coincidence that they drop new season new seasons (laughs) of that show at points when I think people are feeling that way collectively because it is very comforting. Yes. The first episode of the new season dropped recently and I (laughs) do you know that part in Star Wars where and A New Hope when Obi-Wan Kenobi's like it was like thousands of voices crying out at once. (laughs) It was like (laughs) that except they were all sighing in relief because of Because of the new Bake Off episode. Oh. (laughs) But yeah, I think, you know, we started this podcast for a reason because there was a lot of negativity and we wanted to like focus on things that we loved Mm -hmm. and be positive. But at the same time, you know, I think it is important to talk about the struggles that we have sometimes and Mm -hmm. not everything is sunshine and roses. And it's awesome if that's how life is for you. And it's awesome if you can consistently create and produce content and get your stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that for everyone. And I think it's important to show different perspectives. Yeah. But if it's it's a period like this for you and it's 
causing you frustration. I know that for me, for me in terms of my identity as a consumer of pop culture, I'm not as worried about, well, I'm reaching for stuff that I already like. Like part of that's like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Or I'm reaching for stuff that we've already discussed and that's fine too. Yeah. But it's, it's more, I know that I want to be creating, I want to be, I've got multiple projects in progress that have stalled over the past, I would say, six weeks or so. And I know I need to get moving on them and I want to. So it's sort of a case of getting over that hump and and getting it done. And it's ironic that we not super long ago talked about techniques for doing so-called dreaded tasks. But I think the larger conversation is how do you get up the mental bandwidth to even sit down and begin, even if you're willing to, and you're willing to do those little tricks of productivity when you when you work, it's kind of a different question. Yes. So how do we how do we get to that point? That is a good question. I think for me, and of course, this isn't going to work for everyone. I think for me, it's very important to rest. Mm -hmm. Like I do get really frustrated. I've been working on this, this fantasy screenplay. And I thought I was going to have it done at the end of July. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have it done at the end of August. And now I'm like, oh, I'm going to have it done at the end of September, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's really frustrating how long it's taken me. But sometimes I do think one of the hardest things to do is just say, I am not going to work on this for a week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take time and I'm going to recharge. And then I will come back to it and look at it a week from now. And that's really hard to do. But for me, it does work a lot of times. It gives me, well, it gives me the time to consume other things that make me excited about creating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very important to get that rest and rejuvenation in. But it's hard at the same time. I don't want to put it down. Yeah. I think part of it too is deciding what your priorities really are. You might have to sit and kind of meditate and brainstorm and journal about what really has to get done? What do you want to get done? What would be what would it be nice to get done? And then deciding where are the pockets of time where I could dig into those things that I want to do. Yeah. And the other thing is like deciding, you know, do I really do I really want to do this? I had an idea for a writing project over the summer that sounded so cool. And then I ended up, it just kept moving over and over on my to-do list to the point where it's now on a, it's on a special list that I call procrastination items. <laughs> and I have this other item on my to-do list that keeps floating around that says consult procrastination list, which keeps itself getting procrastinated. So there's going to come a point where I have to go, clearly, I don't want to do these things. And they're yeah. not so important that someone's yelling at me about them. So like, <laughs> maybe I don't need to be feeling bad about that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, right. (laughs) Some ideas can just exist, and then you realize I'm I'm not feeling it for some reason. Yes, (laughs) it's sad because I want to do everything, right? You know. Yeah, we all do. (laughs) But yeah, if you're not taking the time to fuel your creativity, even if it's like not overt creativity, I'm working on a nonfiction project that still requires creative energy. Mm -hmm. It's not writing a story, but it's. It involves research and analysis and stuff. And I still have to be in this creative place to even ramp up to working on it. 
but if we're not, if since we're in this moment of of a COVID, you know, surge at the moment, and it's hard to like go in the world and do things that would naturally give us inspiration, we have to create that inspiration within ourselves. Yeah. Or make a point of doing things that will simulate that. So yeah, it's it's hard. I don't know. Yeah. Do you find that once you actually sit down and start giving yourself permission to take a certain amount of time for stuff, that it comes easily once you get going? Sometimes. <laughs> That's not a good answer, <laughs> I know. Yeah, if I have if I have a good amount of time, mm-hmm. like an hour or something, it can't be like 10 minutes because I can't even get into the mindset of 10 minutes and remember what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I have like a good amount of time and I've done some pre-work in my head, mm-hmm. then I can usually get some work done. However, I don't always do the pre-work. So, <laughs> so sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes it takes me, if I sit down for an hour, sometimes it takes me half an hour to remember, oh, like, here's where I left off. Here's where I was going with that scene. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Let me do some brainstorming while I sit here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it really just depends. How about you? Yeah, I I actually kind of am okay with, with the 10 minute thing. But the 10 minutes is usually, if it's if it's a project that I haven't looked at in a long time, those 10 minutes are are mostly... Okay, where am I going to start rereading to remind myself? Let me make a plan for the next session. Let me start to outline some things. And so I'll do what you're talking about as brain pre-work. I'll actually do that like on paper or on the screen or something mm-hmm. and use that 10 minutes to at least re- It's like it's like you've got the little toy car and it's I'm doing that work of like drawing it backward on the on the table to then be able to let go of it, but I can't let go. I don't have time to actually let go of it. That's going to be the session too. But I do often think that we, some people want to say, I can't do anything unless I've got like at least an hour. It's like, well, you probably can do something. You can at least make a plan to do something. Yeah. But then if I do have an hour, then it often is fine and it, it does flow. And it's like, why have I been putting this off? I have a this famous thing that I do constantly of like, any dreaded task, I'll keep putting it off and keep putting it off until the very, very last minute that I can safely do it in time. And then when I do it, it takes like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why was I, you know, failing to outline that little bit of story? Why was I not sending that email? Why was I not doing this simple thing? And we build something up in our mind so much and think it's going to be so bad. And then it's really not. Or it's something you can work around mm-hmm. or it didn't even really need to get done in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times, like if it's a story problem and I'm feeling like I don't want to work on that novel because of this big problem with the story and I'm feeling like I wrote myself into a corner, when I actually go back to the manuscript and really look at it, it's like, well, I can cut this scene <laughs> and I don't need to be married to my outline and I can decide something else is going to happen and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I recently had a short story that I, the revisions were due and it's for an anthology. Everyone else had gotten their stories in except for me. (laughs) (laughs) And the, my friend who put it, put it together, like emailed me and was like, Hey, when do you think you're going to have those back? (laughs) And I like, she'd given me notes for it and I had written them down and I sort of had a plan, but I had built it up in my head and I was just like this is going to take so long to re to rewrite 
Mm-hmm. And then when I sat down to do it, it was like an hour or two. Yeah. Which wasn't that bad. No. By the time I finished it, I was like, wait, was that all I needed to do? Like, <laughs> did I yeah. fix it? And that was all it took? So, yeah, yeah, I absolutely, I think that happens for a lot of people. We sort of built the task up in our mind until it's daunting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, sometimes I also have a focus problem. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, if I have like an hour to do something, sometimes it takes me like a whole half hour to get in the focus to write, mm-hmm. which can be really frustrating as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I know I do a thing where if I've got the creative difficult task facing me versus doing something really simple that doesn't require as much brain even if it's not due and I don't have to do it, I will do the simple thing. Yes. And I got to stop doing that. <laughs> I also think we put up a lot of roadblocks for ourselves of thinking something is a huge problem that would mess up our focus without thinking of the easiest solution. Like, as one example, my office at work is right next to a classroom. Okay. And some days there's a class in there that's really, really loud. And they play a lot of media and stuff. And I, it's so loud that I can literally hear every single word of whatever they're showing. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, which some days it's fine. But some days it's like, I really want to get something done that requires brain. <laughs> I can't really do anything about it. Because of COVID, I can't just like go work at the library for a while or whatever. We're not right. like allowed to do certain things. So, I mean, I just brought in headphones and then was listening to like <laughs> some jazz or whatever. And it's fine. And now I can focus. It's like, I had the solution already. You know, why was I making it hard? I remember years ago, I had this really kind of janky computer. And I didn't put office on it because I thought, well, I don't want to use up the it's such a small computer. I don't want to use up the hard drive space. I'm just going to use Google Docs and everything will be fine. Well, I didn't know how to use Google Docs at that time. And it made it so that everything had to be done online. The computer was like a netbook. So it was like, please, no, don't do things to me. It's hard. (laughs) And it didn't want to be on the internet. And it was just awful. So I finally was just like, dude, just put Office on it. And then you can (laughs) not have to work online all the time. And as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, well, now this is fine. (laughs) So we, we build up these problems and we don't think of even the most easy solution. Right. Because it's kind of easier to not do anything, you know. But once the problem is kind of solved, it's like, well, why didn't I just do this before? You know? Yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I think we also like there's been a lot of our routines that have been disrupted by the pandemic. And mm-hmm. to be able to acknowledge that and just say, okay, well, if I used to work most productively at a coffee house that I can't go to very safely anymore. What was it about that environment that was so nice and allowed me to get out of my, you know, normal workspace or whatever? And if it's just a case of I need good coffee and or I need to be sitting in a different room and or I need white noise around me, you can simulate that like real easily. And so just finding those creative solutions or recognizing the benefits of your existing space um, and kind of going all in with that. So I don't know. It's just. That's a good point. Cause I think I am in need of 
a solution like that because the pandemic has sort of, well, I moved during the pandemic and mm-hmm. I am now in like a 600 square foot apartment, <laughs> which is fine. But I used to be, <laughs> I used to be in a house with a roommate and like, mm-hmm. I had my own room where my desk was, but also I could bring my computer down to the couch, down to the living room. There was a back porch that I could use. There was a front porch that I could use. So like mm-hmm. I would write outside sometimes. And now I feel so stuck to my desk where where I do everything else. So I do podcasting there. I pay my bills there. I do my online shopping there. Like <laughs> I feel like I need more of a delineation. You know how there are a lot of like sleep experts that are like, you shouldn't do anything in bed except sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like that right now for my desk, like I, I shouldn't do anything there except write. Because <laughs> when I sit down, it's like, oh, am I playing video games? No, it's writing time. <laughs> yeah. So I think I need to find a solution that is like, lets my brain go into like, okay, we're not going to get distracted with all this other stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's writing time. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. And I had that I had a lot of trouble. This is not really trying to be a creative producer, but I stopped playing video games on my main computer when I was working exclusively from home last year. Okay. Because I was like, that's the workspace. I don't want to spend even 10 more minutes on that thing. <laughs> I need to go read or or watch TV or something because I I don't want to sit for an hour and play even my favorite video game, because I'm so sick of that screen in that room. Yes. Now that I'm working in person again, I am gaming a little bit more. Okay. Because I'm just not tied to this literal computer quite so long and quite so often. So I think it's clear that you need either a separate device or a separate space, even if it's still in your current home, Mm -hmm. that is like, this is writing time. Yes. And yeah, even though even though they say don't do work in your bedroom, like even if you got, I have a lap desk and stuff, and I do sometimes write or do other work or video game in my bedroom, sitting on my bed with my lap desk mm-hmm. and use that with my computer. So, I mean, even if you're using the same machine, just changing your venue or finding an empty place. I actually used to get a lot of writing done on lunch breaks at my old job. Mm-hmm. So even though it was the same work computer, just by the fact of eating lunch while I was working, it put me in a different headspace. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Just different rituals, different signals to your brain that it's writing time. Yeah. And sort of along those lines, I do want to give a shout out to walking because (laughs) (laughs) walking has helped me a lot and I haven't done as much of it recently as I need to, which is probably why I'm not in a good creative headspace. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love just walking around. It doesn't even matter where I do it. Like if I do it outside my apartment, by a noisy road, I'm like, this is fine, whatever. Or I could go to the park and do it in a quieter space surrounded by more trees. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just the act of like getting, getting outside, moving around, and it doesn't even have to be like fast walking. Mm-hmm. that sort of gets me in a better mindset to ponder writing instead of worrying about it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. here's here's what's happening in the story. 
where am I going to go from here? And it's more of a, a wandering thought process than it is like, oh, you need to figure out a solution because you've only got 10 minutes to write or something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I highly recommend doing something like that. And I recommend it to myself because I need to do it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I haven't even, I've been taking a break from all fitness activities because I've got, I've got plantar fasciitis and it's really flared up really bad with the change in the weather. Yeah. So I haven't been doing working out either outdoors or or at home. And I know that that is part of why I have not this week in particular have felt a little bit less inspired. So I think there is something about the endorphins related specifically to moving and there is something meditative about it too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, walking, doing any kind of exercise whether it's vigorous or not, whether it's just to kind of get fresh air and sunshine and and ideas or whether you're trying to really move your body. Like, I think that's super important for creativity. Yeah. I think sort of maybe the bottom line of what we're saying is if you are struggling, change your surroundings if you can. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for 10 minutes, if you go outside and walk around for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a change in your perspective and your in what's around you can really help. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think we've got some interesting solutions. And I think that even just bouncing ideas off each other will end up helping us. And if it helps yes. other people who are listening, that's super. But I do think fall and turning from summer to fall is also not just a school year thing. It's a cozying and kind of looking inward a little bit. And I think that we, yeah, we do end up craving comfort and familiarity. And a little bit of that is totally fine. So, (laughs) you know, indulge it. Yeah. And it's all good. Exactly. Yep. If anyone listening has particular solutions that they use, feel free to email us or tweet at us or whatever, because we were obviously open to them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we should consult with our friends at Writing Easy and uh, yeah. kind of keep their advice in mind. They are always coming up with great solutions for that. But I think that their kind of advice can also apply to when you're feeling like there's nothing new to watch, read, listen to, etc. There always is. It's just a matter of maybe maybe you just need that particular spark of recommendation. Mm-hmm. and. Usually, I know we're good at providing that for people, but just not right now. But we'll get back there. Yeah, we will. We'll be back <laughs> with some wrecks next week. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact, that's that's great. We we actually do have some good wrecks for next week. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the third season of the reality competition, The Circle, the second season of Motherland, Fort Salem, and the all new reality singing competition, Alter Ego. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. And you can find me on Twitter at KWTaylorWriter. And me at Carrie Gessner. And you can find us together on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. You can also find our website at PositivelyPopCulture.com. And please, if you're enjoying the podcast, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Pause Pop.